say it's the hair? Did you say it's the hair? <laughs> it might be the hair. Like there you go. Yep. Hey, but everybody else is good. All right, what about London? I'm sorry. Hi-ish. Yeah. School, back, school, hey, up. Scoot in. Scoot, scoot in, in. London. Scoot in. Yeah, we should good. be good to go. Is All right. Everybody ready to roll? I mean, I can see it in the camera right here. That's good. Motif's solid. I mean, you could you could school side. You need to just turn that over there so that she can scoot Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah. There you go. Come in the angle. Angle in. Yep. Deja, you want to scoot next to her? Cool. And then London, you can scoot next to Deja. What's going on, everybody? Uh, good evening. Welcome to episode 43 of the Table Talk Podcast. It's the second to last episode of season one. Next week will be our final episode of season one of Table Talk Podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the ride. As you can see today, we have ourselves a full house in the building. Um, I'm going to introduce one by one who's here today. Of course, we have London. And then we have Big Sis D, Deidre's in the building. You got a Little Sis co-host, Sada T in the building. Big Sis, I be in the building. Of course, you got myself, Omar T, owner of Boss House Roasting Company. You got Derek in the building. And then you have his daughter, Sophie. And then Big Bro Moti yes, in the building as well. Yes, that's him right here in the corner. In the flesh. <laughs> in the building. Uh, like I said, oh, go ahead. It's a family affair. Yes, it's a family is. affair. Mm -hmm. A uh, family reunion. Are we going to do that? Family That's reunion. Who we choose? Yeah. Today's topic basically we're going to talk about blended families and we're going to talk about Foss House Roasting Company, all about it and the emergence of it. Yeah. You know, so we're going to definitely get into it. Looking forward to that. Before we talk about anything, I want to give a quick shout out to our two sponsors of today, which is Leo's Coney Island and of course we also have BC Adhesives. Starting off with Leo's Coney Island and Royal Oak. Um, shout out to Leo's. They serve delicious American-style food, known for their conies, fried chicken gyro, breakfast, chili, and much more. Leo's conies have been around for a very long time, but the best Leo's of them all is the one in Royal Oak. Facts. Location, 110 South Main Street, Royal Oak, Michigan. Number, 1248-336-8093. Shout out to Omar Halimane, everybody over there at Leo's Coney Island, Royal Oak. Moti, you said that confidently. What were you about to say? Yeah, I think uh, that Leo's is the first one, right? The first location. Yeah, I think everybody's original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah. I know those of being the late night after. Yes. You. Yes. yes. Definitely. We used to go there a lot. Late night yes. heat. Yes. yes. We used to go there a lot. have to save that conversation for another day. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. All right. But with that said, we're ready to have some fun today. First of all, we're gonna have y'all maybe introduce yourselves, tell a little yeah. bit about sure. yourselves. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and start with you. Yeah. So we actually gonna start with the little one. We're gonna start with the youngest first, and then we're gonna wind our way over to me. There so we go. Go ahead. We we gonna start with our, our youngest man. Yep. <laughs> London. Uh, I'm going to seventh grade. I run track and I figure skate. There you go. Nice. Thank you so much, London. Go ahead, Deja. Well, my name is Deja Seacrest. I do consultations for LASIK Plus. I do marketing for uh, Faust House. Um, I help with production. I help with marketing. I help with manufacturing. So basically, you name it. Yeah. yeah. She basically, if you need tinted windows, she's laying the concrete. I mean, you've been able to introduce ourselves. But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my name is Sophia. I'm going to be a junior next year at Renaissance High School. Um, I figure skate as well, and uh, I also I'm part owner of the Lafayette Styles Company, and so I help with the manufacturing and everything as well. Part owner. Right. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Right. That's right. awesome. Right. So me, Derek. Uh, I'm Derek English. Uh, I'm the owner of the company. I'm the owner of Falls House. Uh, I'm dad. Uh, I'm a designer. I'm an artist. Uh, I've been in the industry, in the automotive industry for like 25 years. 
So I've been around. I've been doing a whole lot of stuff, and uh, this is my little crew. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But Moti, by the way, is in the building. For those that don't know Moti from the Fantasy Guys, but he's been on a couple table talk shows too. Uh, of course, you got Cal tracing saying, Choop, best show on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, champ Moti in the building. So Moti was not lying. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the ratings over here. Right. So tell us a little bit about Foss Haas Roasting Company. How did it get started? You know, how did it get here? And things like that. It's wild. Uh, Foss Haas is, uh, Foss Haas Roasting Company was born kind of out of the pandemic, right? Uh, but it is first, you know, you can say it's a, a coffee company, but it's a coffee company with a purpose. Uh, one of the reasons why we started the company was uh, I've been involved in relief work since I was a young kid, since I was about nine years old, all over the world. Uh, one of the things you have to do whenever you're doing relief work, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, if you've been involved in relief efforts, the first thing you have to do in relief efforts is you have to raise money, right? Yes. Because you gotta get, whatever you're doing, you gotta get some money together to do it over yeah. mm -hmm. somewhere else. So when you do that, a lot of times when you're running a, re a relief organization, you're working with one, you have to ask people for money all the time, mm -hmm. right? And that gets tiring. So one of the things that we thought of was, what if we created a company, a for-profit company, that is focused on a generating a product, a luxury product, a quality product, something we can be proud of, but its purpose is to devote funds towards relief efforts. Mm -hmm. So that we don't have to ask for money, Yeah. right? Yeah, we could right. just create the money through selling a quality product and then use that money to help and in, in aid and relief that we want to do, yeah. right? So that's, that's kind of the, the genesis, if you will, and the foundation of what the company is really all about. Uh, but, you know, that part of it is one part. The quality goods is the other part, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to ever have somebody say like, oh, I buy this thing because it does a good thing. We want you to buy this thing because it is a good thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. And it does good stuff, mm -hmm. right? So, so we focus on making a high quality product one that we can be proud of, but one that does good within our communities locally and globally. So that's kind of what it is. Love yeah. that. And where, how'd you come up with the name, Foster House? Because so it's very unique. It's real easy. I'm going to let uh, this one tell you uh, the story about how we kind of come up with the, with the name. Okay, so, well, as it started in the pandemic, obviously everybody was in the house. So we were the same way we were in the house. And so the street that we live on is Faust. And then also, like, with our family kind of being a big family there's like different like meeting points if you will so if you want to have a family dinner at this house this house this house and so it was just the Faust house and that's what it was called and so it kind of just made sense to just have love the that. Faust house. I love that. I love the name. Um, Eric, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Eric, I got a question. So what about the Red Cross? Do they, do they help you know as far as the... So here's what I'll say about my, my time. This is kind of like outside of Faust house or anything else. This is my personal experience, right? Um, I think that those organizations, legacy organizations like that, are fantastic for what they do and what they're known for. However, sometimes you want to get more direct uh, mm. access to the money and direct access to the funds. So when I've worked on projects, I've worked on projects in Ethiopia, I've worked on projects in Kenya, I've worked on projects in Jamaica, Bahamas, all over the world, right? What we find is relationships work mm. best. Mm. So when I'm connected to a community, when somebody is connected within the community, uh, a community organizer, uh, whether it be a religious organization, whether it be a, a, a NGO organization, these are people that are on the ground, in the neighborhoods, in the communities. So when you establish a relationship with somebody like that, then you know what your resources are going to, right? So far too often I see like um, larger organizations, it's harder to see the impacts of what you're donating or what your dollars are doing, right? So it's like pouring 
a little bit of something onto a giant fire. Yeah. I don't know if it's really doing anything, yes. right? It could be supporting the administrative costs of running the thing, mm-hmm. which is, it's fair. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it, but i rather know that what we're doing is actually being impactful in the communities that we work with. Right, you got to have somebody on the ground that you Exactly. Can, that you exactly. Can no, no, plus, and plus, that's great what you said. I didn't know you went outside the U.S. That's, that's pretty Oh, awesome. yeah, no. So I, I've been, like, uh, literally, like, Brazil, Bahamas, Jamaica. Like, I've done everything from building, uh, working at orphanages, uh, uh, working in small medical facilities. Like, I've, man, you name it. We've yeah. done it. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your role, a little bit more about it? I know you say you do some marketing and stuff. So, well, the marketing uh, aspect of it is, one, our Facebook post, um, trying to connect with people. We just got an uh, email from a company just recently, which we did not take up on, um, an event in our neighborhood, Brightmore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a music festival a community type of yeah. event and the fee was actually too high for us um, but I, I take care of all of that when it comes down to answering emails um, we have another one uh, a lady from she Top is in the melt the rust belt the rust belt. rust belt excuse me and she is um, she wants to put our bags on her uh, in our, on her shelves and so I communicated with her, and she, I haven't heard any feedback yet, but we just met her on Sunday. So I answer a whole lot of emails, try to get our product out there. We also are supposed to be inside of a market in our neighborhood, and so I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have some type of influence or be in network yeah. with that. It's awesome. And don't let it get twisted. She's also, like, helps with manufacturing. She helps with shipping. She helps with packing. She's, like, all of it. that's just all over hey, the place. Well, I, I have apology. I just, I just thought about something. Yeah. I've been calling him Eric. Yeah. Cool. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Well, no, but for real though. <laughs> hey, secondly though, my sisters, like yeah. real talk, are the ultimate hustlers. Oh, for real. I swear. Hey, I literally brag about them like behind their back. Yeah. Because I tell people, I say, yo, my sisters. Are great moms, oh, for sure. would be great wives, yeah. and they're great sisters yeah. because of the fact that they have that hustle in them. Yeah, you know it, that hustle in them would help a marriage out. Uh, it's 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 um, immeasurable the impact on a relationship 100%. and on a family because when you have somebody that is as dedicated to the growth of yep. the growth of the family spiritually, the growth of the family financially, the growth Facts. of the family yes. uh, physically. Huge. You know, I, I mean. I'm talking about somebody to make sure my meds is, is up real. to date That's real. and I walk That's five real. miles a day, right? That's so, real. I mean, like, when you have somebody on your team that is holistically focused on the, the well-being and benefit of her family, yeah. it's, it's, it, you can't measure that. For sure. Mm-hmm. You can't measure the impact. I agree. Tastes great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. unique too. Like it's, it's, it's a different flavor, taste to it, like than the original or other coffee brands yeah, that I've you know yeah. we've tried before. So you know what makes it so unique? Like, can you tell us a little so, bit about what's in it? So one of the things uh, that that Foss House uh, kind of was established to do also was a little bit of education. So y'all might y'all might argue with me on this point. And that's cool. <laughs> we can do this. Uh, but we go back to the origins of coffee, which some people will say 
might be in Yemen. Right, right, right. <laughs> might, might disagree with you. I was going to bring that up, but go ahead. Some people might disagree with you and say that it's in Ethiopia, right? right. Either way you look at it, that part of the world, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, Hadis or Abyssinia, mm-hmm. if you go back further, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's the birthplace of all humanity, right? Yep. So no matter how you count this, it's where we all from. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and so that's where that's where coffee is from, yep. right? So we want to we want to make sure that we uh, showcase and show people uh, not only is it a uh, an African product, but it's a traditional product, and this is where it comes from. This part of the world. So when we talk to people and we say like, okay, understand if something starts here and it grows out from there, it's going to be very similar as it goes further and further out. But it's also going to lose that as it gets further and further away. And so some of the things that we show people and say like, okay, what you're used to is a perspective on coffee that comes far from its traditional point, right? Mm-hmm. But if we start, and you ask people, like, have you ever had Turkish coffee? And they're like, oh, yeah, I love Turkish coffee. It's got, like, like, like stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, because you're getting closer to the center. Mm-hmm. You're getting closer True. to the epicenter of where coffee yes. comes from, right? So what we do is we, we said, let's, let's not be a... Let's not act like we know everything about coffee when we start this company. We want to make sure we're honest and true. So let's go into people's homes. And so I have I have friends uh, uh, from Ethiopia. I spent time in Ethiopia. So we kind of go back to some of those things of what people are doing in their homes. So not necessarily what people are doing in restaurants. Somebody might go to an Ethiopian restaurant and say, oh, I had Ethiopian coffee. But it wasn't like this. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. And that's cool. Yeah. But I'm talking about how some people that I know make it in their homes yeah. traditionally for sure. have for sure. forever. Yeah. Uh, is it, so, isn't Ethiopia close to... Yeah. It's across the street. Yeah. 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 Just across the street. Yeah. Across the Red Sea right there. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. So it's like right next door. So it, it again, it makes a lot of sense when you start thinking about regions. And, and two, we have to remember the borders that we see today are not the borders that have been around for exactly. 5,000 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's, when we start talking about countries and stuff yeah. like that, it gets kind of shaky when you talk about history. There's a, there's another plant I gotta tell you about that grows in Yemen, Ethiopia. But yeah. we'll talk about it. After okay. The show. Are you talking about chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I already know. I already know. I'm there. I'm there. I'm with you. I was thinking about it's that this that morning actually. False house thoughts coming. So anyway, what I was saying about the traditions and stuff is that we go back and we see what people are doing in homes, and what we find is that people spice their coffees. Yeah. So that that flavor, that false house flavor that comes across, comes from those familial recipes uh, that have been passed down, and so we get like these unique flavor profiles. But we also, it's all in the way we roast, too. Like, I, I was talking to a guy uh, a couple weeks ago, and he has a $60,000 Pro bag. It's a beautiful roaster. I would love to have one of these. Uh, but he was asking me about, you know, my roasting technique and why, why it's so different. I said, 5,000 years ago, when mom's sister, auntie, was making coffee, do you yeah. think she was doing it on a $60,000 Pro bag? <laughs> so let's go back to the original way that we do things and look at it through that perspective and let's recreate that mm. and you come up with a different product yeah. because you're doing things in a different way yeah and so we take that more traditional approach to roasting we take that more traditional approach to the way that we roast the way that we bring temperature into the bean i could get real scientific and technical uh but i won't because it take up too much time <laughs> no, yeah, but, sure. but my point though is that that roasting perspective coming from a more traditional perspective impacts everything that we do 100 percent. yeah 
Any thoughts? I, I want to make sure everybody gets some words in. Sada, you want to say anything? Any um, comments or you stuff? You sound like you're very, very like proud of your work. And oh, for sure. Yes, and it's 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 really nice to see that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. No, for sure. It sounds like that. You know that you you found. I was watching a video uh, earlier about you were talking about how you know this was something that you wanted to do. Oh yeah. And for sure. it was you know like you were mentioning it was during the pandemic. You felt like there was no better time to you know re yeah. go after your goals or your dreams yeah. than now. And I, I I was just watching and I was like, you know, you could tell this, this is a person that's very passionate about what oh, they yeah. do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And if you were to you know ever feel like someone's gonna be successful at what they do, I think the first question you ask is like, are they passionate about what it is mm -hmm. that they're doing? And it definitely is there. So, mm -hmm. and you got a team. You got a team too, that's another 100%. And the authenticity of the mm -hmm. coffee itself, going yeah. to people's homes. Cause like even when you have Arabic coffee or whatever, everybody's house does it differently. It's Absolutely. Very spicy true. in different ways. Absolutely. Even the, the stores, but yeah, to actually go into the, yeah. the people from, you know, the yeah. place that you're getting the coffee. And that's, that's, that's another good point. Like, uh, and Sophie, maybe you could talk to the different blends, but like, that's the reason why we have those three different blends because everybody's home does it a little bit differently mm -hmm. and for different reasons and for different ways. So we want to celebrate that. And, and that's the other thing is like, it doesn't have to be so rigid. It doesn't have to be so locked down, right? You can be free with it and express yourself through your coffee, through your recipes. And that's a part of your beautiful part of it. I don't know. Did you want to talk about the different recipes? Like the different spices? Yeah. 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 What the flavor okay. profiles are. Okay. So the cayenne blend here has cayenne pepper, cinnamon, and chocolate. But so like in the market, somewhere we're giving it to people, everybody always thinks like, "Ooh, I don't mm -hmm. want that. Like it's gonna like burn my tongue off. It's super spicy." <laughs> and it's it's not. It's more so like just like a on the back end, like a sweet heat type of a situation. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite, but yeah. It's probably why you introduced that one first. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's yeah. the least traditional, right? It's one that we just start having fun with our recipes. Yeah. So it's the least traditional, but it is her favorite. So yeah. I get it. She makes like this iced coffee ca called cayenne cream that is amazing. Yeah. And like yeah. everyone was, orders it off the menu. I was just about to say, I hope you guys make an iced because yes. that's how yeah. I take them. Yeah. 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 yeah, we do it all the time. Um, the next one in the middle is Javina, and that one has ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, and turmeric. That one's like the most traditional of all of them here. And that's the original one that we started with because, I mean, like, it's the most traditional, like, just to, like, really get it in people's minds and make more sense. And then we have the Michele over there, and that one is, like, close to our decaf because we like to stay as an all-natural company, and so we like it to be, um, what am I trying to say here? Oh, we don't want to add chemicals. So the process of decaffeination is a chemical process, and we try to avoid that at all costs. And so going back to the traditional way of doing things, we saw how people originally were taking the caffeine out of the coffee. And so they ended up adding wheat to the coffee to stretch the coffee. So that one has 30% less caffeine, and then it has wheat, clove, and cinnamon. And I like that one. It's kind of like a fall coffee. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It just reminds me of fall. <laughs> And uh, we also call it as like the evening coffee because it's just less caffeine in general. Do you see yourself um, getting more blends or creating more? So right now, like uh, as the company grows, we've actually added more unspiced coffee because we're, we're introducing uh, some of our people, again, going back to the roasting technique and the roasting uh, methods being a little bit different. It allows us to really celebrate the bean itself. So we've been introducing some unspiced coffee blends uh, to the market so people would get that additional experience as well. Yeah, and um, then they could also add their own. Absolutely. Their own, like, absolutely. No, but I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys brought up the whole blending process. Um, aren't you worried about somebody copying you? 
No, because like, so here's the thing. Um, I, I like to say uh, a thing within my community. I'm, I'm African American, so in my community, uh, macaroni and cheese. I assume is everybody's thing, but I know it's our thing, <laughs> you know, right? So like, my mother's macaroni and cheese is gonna taste different from my my buddy's macaroni and cheese, sure. somebody else's macaroni, whatever, right? And so it's not that uh, I always want to replicate that person's thing. I can appreciate his mother's macaroni and cheese, her auntie's macaroni and cheese. I can appreciate it because that's their perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about somebody trying to, if, you can try emulate it, that's Secret fine, recipe. whatever. <laughs> but that's ours. Yeah. And that's what we do. And we're known for it. And that's one of the things I'm really proud of in a very short amount of time. We've been able to introduce people to our brand. And now when I walk around, and people are like, yo, I drink your coffee. Or, yo, somebody served me your coffee. I didn't even know that I was drinking your coffee until as soon as I sipped it. As soon as the, the, the taste hit my mouth, I knew I was drinking yeah. your coffee. So that's like, nah, that's that's ours. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's no questions about it. And I don't, I don't worry about that at all. No, I, 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 I brought that. that up because just like in the, you know, what's going on in the, with the Arabia bean, mm-hmm. um, you know, the one place opened up everybody loved it yeah and then few other opened up i mean to me i have no problem with that yeah. but just the blend i feel like their main coffee they all kind of taste the same yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah. yeah so that's why I, I asked because what if somebody opens up something similar yeah. you know them. would it be hard for them to replicate the recipe that or the roasting process that so, you do so that's the other thing is that like let's let's recognize the different stages of our coffee company and, and, and what we represent it's not just taking some beans from off the shelf and then putting some spices in them right this is roasted our method Good. our way okay. so even if you look at just our whole bean product and, and coffee is a huge industry there's room for everybody in yes. coffee trust mm-hmm. for sure but so i'm just going to drop some names real quick uh if i say i took some beans from um We'll go with the Detroit company, uh, Detroit Bowl, right? If I take some beans from Detroit Bowl and they are an Ethiopian yogurt chip bean, and we have our false house Ethiopian yogurt chip bean on the table next to you, you're gonna have two different tastes. Definitely. Mm. Good. Definitely. And that's because Good. you have two different roasting profiles, two different Good. roasting methods. So it Coney Island, you just mentioned earlier, they make eggs and they make hash browns, mm-hmm. right? But that tastes different. At Leo's. Um, at Leo's, right? That tastes different from somebody, I don't know, make up a name, yeah. Tom's, Coney Island. Yeah, yeah. His eggs and hash browns are going to taste different. Yeah. Yeah. So so your customer is going to find you. There your you customer is going to go to the quality that they enjoy. Sure. So so they're going to find Leo's because they enjoy that quality. They're going to find Faust House because they enjoy that quality, they enjoy that product. And that's what we focus on, that high-quality product that that makes it unique to us. Yeah, definitely. I love the breakdown. You know, Oz Media is not the only place that you've been on. I've, I've seen a couple of videos. Yeah. So if you want to share with us, like, what you've been doing since then, like, um, I know you've been on the news. Been on the, been news. On the news. So we were, we were on Channel 4 uh, in March, and then they re-aired it again in June, or July, July 4th. And I wasn't prepared. Uh, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, when, when, when we're on places like Oz Media, uh, there's people that see it and then they're like, I want to order that, you know? And so it's like we have to be prepared with inventory when that happens because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the website gets flooded. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool. Uh, one of the things you said earlier, Mo, you was calling me Eric. 
<laughs> in that interview on Channel 4, uh, they got my last name wrong. Uh, so they got me Derek Thomas. And I was uh, like, who's that? Yeah. I don't know who that is. But it doesn't matter. Like, the reason why I didn't trip earlier, the reason why I didn't trip on that interview, I'm not as important it's as the, the brand. That's real. That's real. I just want That's people real, to know yeah. False House. I don't really care if they know my name or not. I butcher names all the time. Like, oh. Hey, no, no big, no I big. Mean, no I write big. down names every time. Yeah, I, write yeah, down yeah. Yeah. I still butcher after I write it down too. I love so. it. I love it. Uh, but oh that's God, awesome. So like where it. can people find you? And then we're going to get into the, um, the, the main topic. Yes, the other topic, which yeah. is basically I'm going to make sure to... Uh, Blended fam, I must say splendid. Yes, uh, where can people find you? Website, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over the the technical information, the the website and stuff to our chief technology officer since she's the one that is responsible for all that stuff. And then I got one of my salespeople that's gonna talk about some of the other places that you can find us. So okay. go ahead. Okay, well, so you can find us at FaustHouseRoastingCo.com or FaustHouseRC.com. Um, and from there, you can get a description of each blend and further detail than like what I've said previously. Um, and you can also order there, it can be shipped to you. And then also, if you have uh, purchased the bag after you're done, there's a QR code on the back of every bag. And you can scan the QR code, it takes you straight to the website, and you can order again. Okay. I love that. Convenient. That's awesome. And what did you say you were going to refer to? Yeah, that? so, so I'm, I'm talking to my, my youngest salesperson. <laughs> Uh, and she can tell you where you can find us uh, uh, around the city. There you go. Go ahead, London. Um, if you're downtown sun on Sunday at like 8 a.m. through 4 p.m., you can find us in Shed 3 at the Eastern Market downtown. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So we, 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 we operate out of uh, the Eastern Market. That's where we manufacture. That's where our actual headquarters is. And then, like London said, on Sundays we retail there. So okay. that's, that's our main physical area of retail. We also have one other market that we do on Thursdays. Oh, yeah. We have a market in our neighborhood in Rosedale Park. We have a farmer's market every Thursday. Yeah. And what time is that? Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock to yeah, to eight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I've noticed you guys have like a, I don't know if it's a partnership or with Rosa. So we're, we are the coffee supplier. Rosa is a coffee shop on the west side of Detroit, okay. 19180 Grand River. Uh, and we supply all of the coffee to the coffee shop. And it's also a retail space for our coffees as well. They have us on the shelves there. Yes. So whenever you're buying coffee from Rosa, you're experiencing one of the uh, Faust House coffees. That's awesome. Any final comments about Faust House? Anything you want to mention? Obviously, we're still going to be here, so you yeah, can always throw in yeah. something. But yeah, we'll, we'll be here. I'm sure we'll reference it a couple more times just <laughs> because I can't help myself whenever I'm talking. I'm sure something about it. Got to. Got to. So, with that said, let's go in now into the Blended Families conversation. Mm -hmm. So, we have a like table. Blended coffee. Yeah, Blended, blended coffee. coffee. Blended, yes. blended family. All right. So, um... What is it like to have a blended family? Deidre, I'm going to start off with you. We can pass it to London right after. You know, how does it feel to have a blended family? It's, for me, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, I am blessed to have the space to for Derek and Sophie to move right in. Like, I feel like room, everyone sometimes needs their own space, need their own room, need that minute to, like, decompress or just get away from family. And I'm really thankful that my house is able to accommodate all of us. Um, of course, these two share a bathroom and they swap back and forth on who's going to clean it. But I just feel like that's with any family. Like, everyone's going to 
I'm going to be mad at you and we're going to forgive each other and we're going to be the best of friends tomorrow. Um, so I just feel like it's not so much of that we're blended, we're just family. Yeah. Love that. Love London, how's that experience been for you? You said seventh <laughs> grader, right? Yeah. So seventh grader, middle school, you know, like she said, uh, sharing bathroom is never, never easy, but it's okay. Uh, so how's that experience been like? It was new to me to share a bathroom because mm, I don't share a bathroom. <laughs> so, um, it was new, but we both know how to take care of the bathroom, so it's not a big issue. But I like my bloody family. They're very cool, and their family is cool. And when we became a blended family, we got involved into their family. So that's like a real big family. Got your uh, best friend living in your house, huh? Yeah. I love that. Uh, Moti, I'm gonna dish it to you. Moti has a Bunnett family sure as well. Uh, this, yeah. this is why we we thought he would be great to also come on the show. So Moti, how's that experience like? I mean, just going off what London was saying, you know, they will. I think all the kids will appreciate um, the Bunnett family when they grow up. Right now, it might be a little back and forth, you know, get to know each other. But when they grow up, they're gonna realize that was the best thing that ever happened to them. Having the other sibling in the house, having the, you know. Uh, another parent or both parents at, at home it's, it's huge for kids you know when they grow up but yeah same with me man like I, I I'm you know I think my wife won't like me saying this but I think I'm done with kids I don't want to have any more kids so um, she brought a little one into our relationship and I honestly he's like he's like he, you know he's like my little son and he's like their little brother and they treat him like that mm -hmm. you know like like it, like his days I literally forget that you know He's my stepson, honestly, yeah. because, you know, life happens and we just work as a family and, you know what I'm saying, keep it pushing, so. Love that. That's awesome. Sophie, how's, how's your end? Now you got to be nice because London said something nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just, I was thinking and I was like, I mean, me and Linda both have other siblings and so it's not like you're our only child and you're like learning to have a sibling, so we're both kind of used to it. But both of our age gaps, I believe they're both 11 years. Is yours 10 or 11? It's 11, yeah. So they're both 11 years. So, like, it's different for us because we both had siblings, but we've never had, like, close-in-age siblings. So it's kind of like you have a sibling, but you're really an only child because you're just so far apart that it's just it's just weird, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I liked it. It was not that I had to, like, kind of get to know London because I mean like she was like five or six when I met her and so it's kind of like not like we grew up together but we did because it's just like she was a baby so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just used to her. You were too. Well yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I'm just saying like I've just been used to her. Yeah. Um, but uh, coming into the house I don't know it's it was different for me because it was just like I've shared about them. I, I'm cool with everything, but I also recognize, like, I don't know how to, I'm not like a, ooh, maybe I shouldn't. I feel like I kind of just, like, do it. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. But coming into the house, I liked it. I mean, it was different because I, like, I don't know where things are. I'm just, like, kind of <laughs> confused. But other than that, I think it was, like, a smooth transition. Yo, I think the bathroom was a big issue in this house. Especially if like you know they're both going to school, so everybody and Absolutely. you're not used to sharing that time yeah. or whatever. It, yeah. Definitely. 
Derek, how how have things been with your with the Blunden family? I think I think the the biggest thing for me is uh, make sure everybody is comfortable in their space, uh, comfortable with each other, comfortable in their space in their home, comfortable with this larger family. Um, like London was talking about earlier, like it's not just me and Sophie that extends out to this blended family. Like I come from a big family, uh, Deidre comes from a large family, right? <laughs> so it's not just like introducing two people, or, you know, becoming this unit of four. It's it's an enormous group of people, and so making sure that everybody feels comfortable and uh, and keeping those lines of communication up and making it okay to not be uncomfortable or to be comfortable, right? So like. It's those times when, and I'm thinking not so much now, I'm thinking like years ago, but it's those times when somebody says like, no, I need to not be around them or I need to, I need to have some space to myself. Being able to respect that and say, okay, cool. Let's keep these lines of communication open. Let's keep talking and figure out why. Let's figure out what we need to address so that you can continue to grow. I think when we ignore problems or we ignore issues, they get bigger, they manifest in giant issues and giant problems that could have been solved a lot earlier by being able to talk to one another and work things out. So for me, that, that experience of a blended family is just like an amplification of communication. Uh, sometimes when you're not a blended family, you take for granted, like, that's your son. He's going to do what he's supposed yeah. to do because that's your son. It's different when that's your bonus son. Yeah. It's different when that's your bonus daughter, right? There's there no matter how much you love them, no matter how much they love you, there's still this little bit of gap there that's different from true. when it's that small I I yeah. grab that's her that's true. and yeah. snatch her up. Thanks. It's different when love and I love this one. This one I love this one. <laughs> but I recognize that there's there's still that gotta be that space and that respect. True. So true. like it, you know, those types of things force you to say I can't just snatch you up I gotta talk to you I gotta make sure I understand where your head is at I gotta make sure I understand where your heart is at let let's keep these lines of communication open and then that influences me when I'm talking about I was I was just about to say that I was like does it make you feel like wow I should do the absolutely. same thing absolutely it, yeah. it keeps you from taking it taking for granted the relationships that you have with the children that you gave birth to. Yeah. Boy, well, I didn't get <laughs> But you get one of my point. So it helps you uh, to, to keep them taking that for granted. And again, I think coming from that perspective of a bonus family and recognizing that, or a blended family, recognizing that it's not uh, steps, it's bonuses, it's not divisions, it's unity, it's more communication, it grows the entire unit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that—that's—I think that's important. I think that's massive. Because it takes honestly a village to raise a child, so Absolutely. why not have an extra, you know, Absolutely. person sure. in your child's life, yeah. especially someone that I honestly think that they're very lucky. Like London has two dads, you right. know. Right. Like I think that's absolutely great. Sophie has two moms. Like yes. I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. What are your I thoughts? Got, I got the best bonus. Dad. I just want to interrupt. Yeah. I got the best bonus dad cup. I'm just saying. Just saying. No, it's so cute. Very, very cute. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go with the challenging, all right? The challenging part. I started off with you, Deja. I ain't gonna put you on the spot That's like okay. that. Go do you, do you want to start off with this one? The challenging. Sure. Go ahead. What's the most challenging you feel like uh, having a blended family? By the so way, so I think um, sometimes, and, and I'm gonna defer actually to the girls. Uh, but what I think some of the the larger challenges are 
is uh, the balance of not so much just the unit, but the other sides of the unit. Mm -hmm. like, so, For sure. I, and I have like no animosity whatsoever. My ex-wife is a good friend of mine. So, but I do understand that like, that's a whole nother thing for my daughter to deal with. There's like a whole nother side of this equation that I'm not really a part of. So I don't know what's, you know, if they're having dinner tomorrow and it's important that she be there or whatever. I'm not involved, I, I have no idea. So there's that managing the stuff that's unmanageable, yeah. if that makes any sense. If that, yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, what do you, what do you think? Um, I think that definitely plays a role in it just because it's just, I don't know, it's it's a weird balance because it's just like, some days she'll be really picky, like, I, I need you here right now, and the other day she'll be like, eh, you know, I'll see you when I see you. And it's just, it's stuff like that, or it, it's just, um, I don't know, like, if this is the unit, it's just like outside influence, so it's just like something that she'll say maybe it'll like make me feel weird or something when I come back and it's just like I don't know it just I don't know do you yeah. feel like it would be better if it was like routine like like specific days or it's specific days it's just like the time kind of okay so if I get there at 8 o'clock in the morning or if I get there at 8 o'clock at night yeah it's, it's scheduling is understanding like who's gonna pick up who, who's good. Like it's it's yeah. like it's I'm not talking about anything major. Yeah. It's the it's the minutia. It is. It's the tiny oh, little stuff that becomes a challenge sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you know, I mean, I'm obviously not with my son's dad or whatever, yeah. and he lives in New York, so he hardly ever comes to visit. He'll yeah. come like you know once every three years or something like that. Call him out. Call but, him but, out. No, like he'll <laughs> just randomly be like, I'm in town. Can I come in the next thirty minutes? Yeah, that's, that's different. And that's wow. like, well, no, because I didn't get a heads up. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah, anything. Yeah. And I feel like I was, it's awkward for him. You know what I'm saying? Of like, say his name. But he needs to, like, <laughs> not, not for him, not for yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, he gets, imagine not seeing someone for three years or four years. Like, you yeah. know, you don't have that. It's like scary. Yeah, and it's like, like, let me warm him up for a second. Yeah, yeah. like, get I don't him know, prepared. It's very difficult. So when, yeah. I was, when I was saying, like, a routine, but I guess it is a routine. Oh, no, yeah. And I don't want to say anything disparaging about my ex. Her mother's a great mother. She's. She's I know, I'm not. Like, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it, it, I guess what I was saying, like, the challenges that I see, those types of challenges, I understand for sure. Those are the challenges that we deal with because both of their parents, their their additional parents, their birth parents, are wildly active Very in their active, lives. They yeah. see them like every week, multiple times, you know, whatever. So that's not that's not our issue or anything like that. But just in terms of challenges, the challenge that you're speaking of is similar in the sense that there's still things that are out of your control as a parent, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And so- You can't control what happens there. You can't control, control 100%, what happens there. Right. So it's like, yeah. those types of things are, are, again, we're lucky we have very good partners that we raise our co-parent with, right? We have excellent co-parents, so we're very, very lucky in that sense. So do you find it difficult sometimes when you're making decisions? Like That's what I mean, like, so yeah. even like, uh, we like to go camping a lot, right? So we have a rotation where we are we split weeks, right? So it's like, oh, we want to go this weekend. Oh, we got to change our schedule. We can't do this. We can't, you know. It's it's again. I'm talking about minutia. These are things that are like mild inconveniences, right. yeah. but those mild inconveniences they still, they still yeah. happen, yeah. you know. So those are those are some of the challenges that I see that we face. And I just want to say I appreciate the, for you know for y'all sharing this stuff because obviously this could be some sensitive 
conversations, conversations for Absolutely. some people and they right. you know feel like they don't want to talk about this you know even London so we would appreciate you sharing this because obviously you are going through it as well Moti uh, what is you know to, for you what yeah, is the man, I had them in my head and I'm glad I kept them there because you know it was like it's kind of throwing me off but uh, Derek you know saying Derek mentioned uh, one thing man I actually have two things one um, the co-parent to me is an issue um, because I hold people accountable like like he just said that you know uh, Derek just said that him and his ex alternate weeks yeah I mean I deal with you know uh, basically whenever they're free they come get them yeah you know there's no schedule I'm talking about both uh, both parents both sides their mother the, the uh, my stepson's father so what that puts me at now it's like all right they're with us 90 percent of the time yeah you know what i'm saying so for me if you're gonna do that then i'm gonna hold you accountable no you can't make decisions now yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. no you, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. no you can't yeah. you know a discipline to be honest with you like uh, there's no discipline the, the, you know i'm doing all that now you know until there's a, a set schedule i feel like you, you know what i'm saying you have input now you know but if you don't have time for your child then you know don't don't act like he's going to do these other things where you don't even know your child really. Yeah. You know, because you're not spending time with him. So that's my issue with that is, uh, you know, uh, that, you know what I'm saying? as far as the co-parenting, that there's not much to me, you know, especially with the guys. I don't know if I'm intimidating or... You are. Uh, no, <laughs> no, or, or, especially after winning a couple championships. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> or, or maybe... Or maybe or maybe you know they're too young when they had children they don't understand it they're not mature or, enough or maybe they're not mature enough or they probably they're they're going what their father did to them i don't know what the issue is right. but the 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 two guys i deal with to me it's very very immature to me you know so that's one thing another thing is about discipline like you know with mine i discipline them you know this is something that i feel like it's good into you know i mean I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say you know women or men but me i feel like boys need to be disciplined more you know what i'm saying and um i don't want my kids out here embarrassing <laughs> let's keep it real you know yeah. what i'm saying like you know there's too much discipline there's enough discipline you know you have to balance that, that. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i can't do that with my stepson honestly just, just yeah, like you that's, brought what, up. that's what we're talking yeah. about you know what yeah. saying? Like, like i can't do that and i won't do that but Ever since he came in our house, I haven't disciplined my kids ever since because I learned how to talk to them, you know, because they're like, what about him? You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't want them to ever say that about anything. You know, I don't want them to ever say that I feel like I'm treating him better than him in anything. All of them being treated the same. So uh, those are the two things that, you know what I'm saying, that are challenging in in, in my relationship. London, other than bathroom, what has been the toughest part uh, or biggest disadvantage? Um, the toughest part of a blended family or modern family was probably getting situated with them moving in. Like, I know I wasn't moving houses, but it was just a change because I'm usually just used to me and my mom, and now it's like two more people in the house, so it's kind of like new rules and new boundaries and stuff like that, but... It's not a big issue for me because it's like very easy to, you know. But yeah. But it's something different. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Definitely. But I'm used to it now because 
<laughs> but I like how it wasn't just like you know in our, our culture when we get married someone it's like quick and then they just move in you know but I feel like you guys had the time to get to know each other out yeah. of the home first yeah. for a minute and then now you're able to well, then they got to know each other oh, that, that actually reminds me of like one of our earliest challenges was um, the way that when Deja and I first started dating uh, and again London was five uh, you know so she was like a little kid and Sophie was young too. She was only nine years old. And I took this perspective that I wanted to keep things separate. I didn't want them to know about each other. I didn't want them, I wanted to shield her from that relationship. And in my mind, I thought it was because I wanted to give time to yeah. slowly make these transitions and these changes. And uh, it wound up causing more problems than, than it solved, right? She got upset because she could tell I was hiding something from her. Mm-hmm. She was upset because she was like, there's this kid that I know you have that I want to meet. And it it was like I was causing I was causing a problem that didn't need to even Mm. exist. But I can see where you're coming from, because like when you're still getting to know each other, like you don't know if it's going to work. Right. And then imagine if they get really close and then you're taking away that relationship. And that's like, you know, harmful when they're young. Exactly. Oh, so. it, it, it can be harmful when they get older, too. too yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100%. Great points. Great points. Deja? So, the most challenging thing for me is the laundry. <laughs> Shout out to Grammy. Thank you so much. His mom helps me, like, fold the clothes, wash the clothes, clean the house, everything. Thank you so much, Graham. So, laundry more than anything. Um, me and the girls, of course, they have to wear uniforms. I have to wear a uniform. And we double up on our clothes so we of course <laughs> change laundry. as soon as we get home and so we have two outfits in one day and it's insane how much laundry piles up and it, it, it's just crazy so that's probably the most challenging thing. <laughs> laundry laundry i mean laundry come by myself let alone you know <laughs> oh my gosh they need, they, they need to invent a machine that you can like put it in and it does everything for it you. folds it yes. and then just do yep. <laughs> Jetsons the Jetsons there you go <laughs> not there yet not there <laughs> it's on the way right. so I'm going to start off with you we're going to go from the most challenging to the most rewarding uh, what is the most rewarding part of having a blended family I mean I brought this up earlier man I think I'm done with kids I don't want to have kids so the, the most rewarding for me is giving my two sons a little brother you know, um, honestly, he came into my house when I think he was like one or two, mm-hmm. very young. Yeah. So it really felt like, you know, he was mine. You know, yeah. you know, because all the time I spent with him, and you know, even even like even like when they talk, they always say my little brother. You know, when they talk to their friends, or even though they talk to me, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. he's my little. Well, I say he's my little brother. I'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel you. But I think that's the most rewarding part. You know. How about you, Sophie? Um, well, similarly, uh, how I was saying that we both already have siblings, I think it was rewarding for me to no longer be the youngest sibling, Mm -hmm. um, because it's just like, I've always been used to that, and so it was a new experience for me to have somebody younger than me, um, and I don't know, it was just, it's just new, and well, obviously with Deidre, because it's just like, it's it's a new person that I get to know, a new person that I get to, like, she can bring me ideas and things like that, and it's just a different perspective. Same question for you, like Jack. Uh, what is What has been the most rewarding thing about having a blended family? Uh, gaining brothers, gaining sisters, mm-hmm. gaining daughters. Uh, it's the expansion of family. Like, like, I think that's one of the things that just, as humanity, um, one of the most rewarding part of humanity is the expansion of your community. 
the expansion of your family, the expansion of your your um, your your traditions, your gathering. Like it's the expansion, um, the increase. And so for me, like the the greatest part of it all is is the expansion of the family. Being at this man's wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. <laughs> Yo, we always bring this up, right? Listen. Nah, let me tell you the backstory. So, you know when you get married, you, you just all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if you remember. Like, listen, you don't remember the day. I see yeah. him. No, I see him, like, coming in. And you know how you look around. I see him. I'm just like, all right, I think that, that's what JJ, who JJ was talking about. In my head. So, when we in the dance floor... Uh, don't, tell me, don't tell me you call him Eric. No, <laughs> no, 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 he had a uh, yellow shirt. Yeah. Right. So on the dance floor, you know, you, you know how in our weddings they twist you around and all yeah. that stuff. So when I got twisted, I see yellow. That's what I see yellow. And he was just standing there, you know, saying just, just. I was cool. enjoying yeah. it, man. You know, I'm just I was like, come on, <laughs> this is gonna make the day right here. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. me as a guest at a wedding, sometimes. I would want the groom to grab yeah. me and like yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying, oh, get me man, involved. So that's what I felt like doing that to Derek would you know get him, you know what I'm saying. We had a blast. <laughs> yeah. We had a blast. It was his story for the whole weekend. Like he was telling everybody. That's real. That's dope. No, no, but talking about what it's about. Um, the the one I went that one to me, I still mark that as the best one ever for oh, me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. London. What is the the most rewarding part of having a blended family to you? Um, the most rewarding part of having a blended family is like, just like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, when, I, when I talk about like Sophie to people in general, I do say my sister, because one, I'm not gonna explain the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that's like my sister, because I, feel like I have known her for like a long time and we did grow up together so when I had said like it was kind of hard adjusting when they moved in it wasn't that difficult because I knew them for like a good years before they actually moved into our house so yeah awesome mm -hmm. awesome Deidre same question for you so for me it's just visually seeing them hang out together seeing them play TikTok together seeing them <laughs> make dance moves together um, I feel like Sophie is almost like creating a path for her. Like she tells her about school and high school and how high school is, what high school is like. Um, classes that she has to look forward to that are going to be really, really challenging that she's going to have to study hard for. And so she's kind of just being a, being a, a mentor, a big sister and all of the things that she's supposed to be. So that's to real. me, that's Aww. super rewarding. Yep. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. So Sada, I mm -hmm. want to make sure you get your thoughts in and stuff like that. I'm always going to check in with you. Everything okay over there, Sada? <laughs> <laughs> Everything good? Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, this was a really nice. I have like goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. It's so cute. It's good. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, we I'm are here taking notes because I know no matter what, like if I ever get remarried, like it's, he's going to have kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want anyone that yeah. doesn't have kids. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've always wanted to have the daughter of my own, and there's no way I'm having another baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, uh, believe it or not, we're, we're rolling down to our last couple of questions. So if y'all got anything y'all want to say, please feel free to do so when I, you know, whenever we dish the questions. Got to give a shout out to the second sponsor though of today, which is BC Adhesives. BC Adhesives is located in Franklin, Wisconsin. You can go to BC Adhesives for all your industrial adhesives needs. They do food packaging, book binding, product assembly, and many other industrial services. 
So if you are in need of adhesives for your business or having trouble with your current adhesives applications, you can contact them by phone, 1-888-679-9825, or by website, www.bcadhesives.com. Shout out to Matt, Terry, Ed, and Jake. Uh, Matt Cassidy is getting married this October. Just want to throw this out there. We're going to be having the bachelor party in August somewhere <laughs> in Indiana. Choo-choo. Okay. So, yes, looking forward to that. Um, it's coming up close, man. It's coming up close. So, with that, so he's the last one from our little crew from college, by the way, that hasn't gotten married yet. So, it's going to be funny. Tallest one, too. Tallest guy. 6'5". Six, <laughs> six wow. Lovely. Yes. Uh, great guy. So, with that said, um, I love everybody's answers, but let's be realistic. It's not the smooth for everybody, you know. So for the families that are out there that kind of have, have, have had a hard time blending, um, what advice would you give them? You know, what would you want to tell them? Deja, I'm going to start off with you. Um, the one thing that I feel like worked for us is, like Derek said, is just being open-minded, uh, communicating with each other. Um, I just recently had a patient and she also has like a blended family and she talked about how she doesn't get along with the daughter at all. Mm. And I was telling her like, you know, start off with something small, like go get your nails done or go, you know, do something together, go to brunch or something like that. Something where you have a common connection and try to eliminate all of the outside resource, all the outside influences um, to kind of just hear a reason why behind why she doesn't like you know the the new mom or the mother mother-in-law um excuse me the new the new mom um but yeah maybe just communicate give give that person a chance give them a try from your perspective what advice would you give maybe another girl who's in middle school or another child who's in middle school and that dealing with the blood in the family um, I would tell them to like just be patient and see how it moves because mm -hmm. if you judge like from first meeting your parents new partner so you may not like them but if they do have another uh, child and you can become really close with them and that may make you want to start building a bond with their parent because like that's going to be your new family. I love that. That, that was, was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. All right, Moti, same question for you. Uh, you know, what advice would you give families that are kind of having a hard time blending together? Uh, Alundra said it. Patience, man. Um, uh, a Moti story time. <laughs> uh, I was in, like, like in the beginning, I remember my kids uh, told my wife, something about you're not my mom. I thought that's that's the worst thing somebody could tell somebody that's taking care of you. Yeah. You know, I you know, but you know, it was new, you know, and my stepson once uh you know, like I'm always there for him and everything and you know, I I could tell he likes me. <laughs> but um whenever his dad used to come, he used to go crazy happy. I'm over here. It's all hard work. Yeah. But, but I want that. Yeah, I want that for him. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Of course. And um, I think I think well, Linda said patience, man. Patience yeah. is 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 very key, and also communication. I think communicating with uh, with with you and the and the other parents are is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, and because the kids, you know, what I'm saying you want the kids to grow up seeing happiness seeing good vibes you don't want them growing up seeing you know bad things going on they've probably already seen enough where it's like just stop that let them you know grow up like normal yeah. people you know what i'm saying yeah. 
I love the answers so far. Sophie, same thing to you. What advice would you give maybe like a teenager in high school who's dealing with a blood and family? Um, I would just say to keep an open mind because I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking back to like when the divorce and everything first happened and I just kept saying like, I don't want any new people. I don't want to know anybody new. Don't bring me around anybody new. And I feel like that's probably like why you were trying to like keep us separate is because that was like the first thing that I said after I found out about it was just like, I don't want anybody new, don't bring me anybody new, anything mm. like that. And so with things like kind of being kept from me and things like that, uh, I was hearing other things and I could clearly tell that there was somebody that I wasn't like told about or fully aware of, but I knew that they exist. Um, and so this just like enraged me and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't want to know anything about these people. I don't like these people. They need to go back to wherever they came from and they need to just like separate themselves from whatever we have going on. Um, but keeping up a mind and giving it time and like things like uh, we were already saying, it allows you to not more so, because it wasn't that I didn't like them. I didn't know them. I didn't like the idea of them. Yeah. I didn't like the role that I expected them to play. I hated it. And so it was like, keeping off mind and giving it some time, you gotta get to know the person rather than the role. Yeah. Or like the idea that you have of them. And so, uh, I just say keeping off mind. Yeah. You know, as she was saying the answer, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, kind of like how what we deal with in communities where there's more than one different background or different mm -hmm. race and how you should keep an open mind and get yeah. to know a different culture. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the problem we're dealing with in America in general, everywhere, right? I mm -hmm. think everywhere we're, we kind of have that mindset where it's like, I don't want to deal with this, you know, I know my way, I'm not trying to learn no other way. And yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of an issue, not just, I guess, with families, it's just everywhere. everywhere so right. definitely keeping an open mind is great. Derek, same question for you, man. Uh, you know, what kind of advice would you give for people out there that are kind of struggling with their blended families? I think everybody already answered the big ones, right? Mm -hmm. It's patience and communication. Um, but I also think that part of patience and communication is giving people the allowance to feel how they feel mm. and not s try to squash it, right? Mm. When uh, she was saying like she was angry and she didn't want to know them, blah, blah, blah. okay, cool, but we need to talk through that. You're allowed to feel how you feel. I'm not gonna tell you you can't feel that way, but we need to talk through so that we can understand how to process this and how to move forward. But giving her that allowance to do that, uh, I think is important, I don't know, because otherwise I think you you start to close the communication doors the moment you start telling somebody they can't feel a certain way or they can't think a certain way like let's let's get some perspective and keep those lines of communication open definitely that's awesome man um, believe it or not we have reached a point where we're giving our final word uh, so this is like the one time where you could give like shout outs you know Instagrams, Facebooks, websites, whatever you'd like. Any final <laughs> comments you want to make? You know, Derek, you are the owner of Fast House. We yeah. start off with you. If you want to give shout outs, how can people reach you and stuff uh, like that? Shout out to every, all of the Faust fam. All of the Faust fam. Yeah. All of the people that uh, support this company uh, by telling people about it, by purchasing our products, by drinking our drinks, by sharing us on social media. So shout out massively to the Faust fam. Shout out to Alyssa, uh, my oldest daughter. Shout out to Leo, my baby girl, my granddaughter. Uh, I, I'm surrounded by, by girls. That's all, <laughs> I, that's all I can do is make girls. Uh, so yeah, just shout out to the fam. Shout out to the Faust fam. 
Uh, and, and shout out to this fam right here. Uh, I really appreciate y'all. Wait, the crowd wanted to get in on this, by the way. They wanted to give a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Any final word you want to say, Sophie? Um, go buy coffee. I don't know. <laughs> go, go buy coffee. coffee. Wait, what was the other one from oh, last night? Oh, oh, More espresso, yes. less espresso. More espresso, less espresso. <laughs> yes. espresso. Drink coffee. Deja, how about you, Deja? Um, I want to uh, shout out to Easter Market uh, for having us on Sundays. That is absolutely amazing. And I'm hoping we'll be able to get in there on Saturday. So that's our goal. And, um... Shout out to like good blessings for Faust House and let's just hope that we prosper and inspire and get into these markets and sell our product and I'm so glad for all of the hundreds of people that thousands of people that will eventually taste this brand and love it. Yes. London, you wanna give a shout out and Yeah man, uh, shout out to Big Sis, shout out to Derek, hey. man. We, we appreciate you guys coming on and you know, honestly, I never knew about this, and now I know. This is awesome, man. Yeah. I hope you guys become the number one in the world, honestly. Uh, this, is so, this is so awesome, God willing. Man, honestly, yeah. for real. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, we appreciate you guys. London, Sophie, thank yeah. you guys. Thanks for having us. For sure, and for those, you know, obviously that watched, I hope you enjoyed. Eventually we'll watch. You can watch it later on Oz Media's YouTube page. You can listen to it later on Apple and Spotify podcast under Oz Media. Please feel free to like, subscribe, follow, hit the bell for future notifications. Other than that, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, this was episode 43 of the Table Talk podcast. It was all about Fast House Roasting Company and blended families. We hope you enjoyed it. We got one more to go before season one closes. So thank you for everything, and we'll see you all 